What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Honey Hush. I'm Michelle. I'm Elizabeth. We are so excited to be here for episode 13. Lucky 13. Y'all, it's your lucky day because let me tell you, you're, or we, I got, not you, we. It's a we. I said we. We are going to be talking about tips on giving your best effort mm-hmm. instead of just good enough. Who wants that? You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up-and-coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now, here are your hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. All right, so I am a firm believer that how you do anything is how you do everything. Ooh, I don't think that way. You don't? (laughs) Ooh, I'm a firm believer. Okay, so my whole idea behind that is that who you are is a core value, Mm -hmm. and character is who you are when no one's looking. Yes. So how you do anything is how you do everything, in my opinion. So tell me. Difference. So maybe I I don't even recognize that about myself. Because as I'm sitting here thinking about that statement, I'm also thinking, well, I'm always late. I'm a bit of a tornado. And things happen super, super fast. I'm a procrastinator. Um, but I also think I thrive off of that energy of... Um, you know, like high pressure situations. You thrive on the chaos. Yeah. So as I'm sitting here thinking about that statement, I can see how that probably relates to, yeah, it does relate to me. I'm going to wait to the last possible minute to be like, do you have clothes for school tomorrow? Let's get them in the laundry. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, that's, that's where my seven comes in too. I mean, people will tell you I'm late for a lot of stuff too. Not on purpose. It's just I'm trying to pack too many things into that last five minutes that really took seven Mm -hmm. minutes. And then I'm like, come on, everybody, get in the car. Yes, I'm usually late because I think or I know that I'm a high energy person. And so I think I can get it all in. Right. And I mean, we just can't. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. am I changing your mind real quick? You're changing my mind. That was not my intention. Okay. Done. Okay. So the idea of... Living your best life, and I don't mean that as a cliche thing, because that's kind of a thing right now. People are like, live your best life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that. Life I mean, coaches. Like, oh, which there's so a place for that. Right. But what Clearly. I'm referring to is you have a best version of best yes. for you. Mm-hmm. I've got a best version for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if me being five minutes late literally is my best. Okay. I don't need to be all mad at myself. I do need to try to be better because correct being late. Okay, let's just say this. But you're being late. Let's be for real. You're being late. Am I being late? Two totally different situations. <laughs> well, what, what I was going to do, I was going to kind of like say is that being late is disrespectful. It is disrespectful. I'm going to just say to- that about myself. My mom has always said, well, who do you think you are? <laughs> that we're going to wait around on you. Right. And I'm always like, don't wait. Go. It's leave the ego. Me. I mean, yeah. I tell my husband all the time, like, get in the car, go. I, I've got a car. I can get there in a minute. Yeah. Which, that's kind of funny because he's really the, the late one in the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have no problem. Like, my parents both are super, like, they're going to be there 10 minutes early for anything. Yes, that's my husband. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, look, if that makes you happy, but it's, it's stressing you out that I'm behind, then get on. Like, I'll go. I'll go. I'm trying my best. So my whole point is we both know when we're being lazy, we know yes. when we're goofing off. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think everybody listening kind of knows that about themselves. So just Correct. like when we were talking in our previous episode about getting honest with yourself and um, being willing to be raw for just a minute, like that's what we're going to ask you to do in this little segment too, is like, you know, when you're being not your best and just um, living at half capacity, like, you know that about yourself. Correct. Don't wait for somebody to point that out. Right. So I have a little quote here from a book that I absolutely love. Have you ever read the book? It's called Mindset by Carol Dweck. <laughs> no. Okay, so you haven't read the book Mindset. I have, I have not read the book Mindset. Mm-mm. Why not? Because... <laughs> 
I can love that book. Y'all, I know she's calling me out something fierce because I'm not going to read a inspirational. So I'll read an inspirational quote. I will seek out something if I'm wanting to know how to do better about something or um, I'll do research and things like that. But am I going to pick up a book that's even 30 pages to read it to inspire myself or do anything. I wish that Elizabeth had a different kind of microphone like I have because y'all, she is cracking up dying at me. <laughs> but it's so factual. I am going to read. I'm going to be the girl at the club. The club? The, what club are we talking about? Like the country club. Oh, okay. By the make, pool. Just making sure you're talking about the pool. <laughs> what kind of club? <laughs> or wherever that pool is or by the beach or whatever. I'm going to be by the pool. You know, I mean, triplets plus another. I've worked really, really hard to finally be able to lay by that pool, drink that margarita, and read. Some fantasy fiction. Oh, I just absolutely, I love it. And so that is summer by the bull is the only time that you're going to find me reading a book. And the reason I'm laughing, I mean, anybody knows, like, episode 11 was all about me saying, read a book. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like, what? You don't read the book? <laughs> you don't read? What is that? That's just what me kind being, of person are you? That's just me being. I cannot slow my mind down oh, long yes. enough to find peace about things and... When I was by the pool, I couldn't see my phone because the sun's so bright. So bring on a book. Bring yeah. on the sun. Yes. I okay. Love it. So this book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, um, last name is D W E C K Dweck, is exactly what mm-hmm. it sounds. All right. It says effort is one of those things that gives meaning to life. Effort means that you care about something, that something is important to you, and you are willing to work for it. So maybe um, when we talk about your best, like how many times as parents do we, tell our kids like best effort okay so Mm -hmm. for my kids my two oldest ones are dyslexic we don't make 100s we don't make the honor roll um we go get ice cream when we make 80s or above like that is their best yes um they are willing to work for it neither of my two older children i can't and i say the older ones because i don't know what the baby i mean she's three um (laughs) i mean i don't know what she's she's still the baby yeah so um, the two older ones, one thing that I have instilled in them is we don't give up. Even if you bring home a 30, we, we embrace the fact that we're disappointed. We tried. It didn't work out. Or we embrace it. But then we move on. We don't give up. So I think all of us that are parents, like we can think about the times that we've tried to tell our kids, like we're trying to teach them how to ride a bike and they fell and they scraped their knee. We didn't just go, oh, well, your knee scratched. So let's just go back in. And that's good enough. No, we wanted them to give their best effort because we right. knew what was on the other side. That's part of the experience. It is part of the learning to ride. I still, like, I literally have a scar on the back of my leg. It is right back here um, from riding a bike. Like, literally, oh, it was a really bad ride. Mm, but but I have proof. Right, that you didn't give up. No. So if we as parents don't let our children become complacent with never with being, you know, 10 years mm-hmm. old and still having training wheels, mm-hmm. why do we let that stuff creep up into our own lives? Because mm-hmm. it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier. It's easier. But where does it stop? I mean, that's the thing. Where does being complacent stop? Because one thing that I read... Complacent to me is... Um, because, you know, I had to Google the word and get the exact definition. Because complacency and contentment, like that is definitely a Google search. Right. Because I think we assume we know what those words mean and could use them in a sentence and all of those things. But when you really figure out what do those words mean, and for me being complacent, I assume, like, I think there's a little bit more pride involved mm-hmm. and um, maybe a security blanket. Yeah. And being super awesome. At that one little thing. Mm-hmm. And not wanting to just put yourself out there. And that's hard for me to wrap my brain around because I'm thinking, what's the worst case scenario? You're going to fall? I mean, can't we brush ourselves off and get back up? Yeah. It's fine. I, I like that idea. I've never really thought about it as pride. Because you're capable of so much more. You're so capable. You're choosing to, um, but it's not you're choosing and you're enjoying being where you are. You're choosing that because you don't want to 
fail or you're afraid of what might happen. Because it's safe. Because it's safe. Mm. And then safe and best typically don't go together. Mm-mm, they don't. There's so much risk involved in best. And, and I know that's not everyone's comfort zone, mm-hmm. but I've also learned a lot the last several years that not everybody is willing to fail. But you know, one thing that I would say about all three of our families, yours, mine, Lacey, is mm-hmm. we don't play safe. Mm-hmm. No. On mm-hmm. any level. At all. Because of the idea of not ever wanting to become complacent, mm-hmm. even if not playing safe is dangerous emotionally or dangerous mm-hmm. financially. Like we're willing because we're like, but what I'm if not I succeed? afraid of the mindset going through the person who passes me in the grocery store who is like, oh, what's she doing now? Or like that never even crosses my mind. I could care less what that person is thinking about my success or my failure. Their opinions have no effect on my life whatsoever. They have in the past. Do they now? No, because they're not capable of changing whatever I have done in life. That I'm capable of those things. I'm the person in charge of me. Yeah. And so I don't, I think if you're going to be complacent about something, like there's got to be some fear or some worry or some something somewhere. And I don't care what the other person's thinking. So if somebody, I don't care if a hundred people see me fail at something, what they saw was me trying Thank something. Thank you. Absolutely. And I'm good with that. Yeah. That's, yay. And kind of one of my fears with complacency, um, talking about how you do anything is how you do everything, is the fact that complacency, is it's kind of like a runaway, a runaway tree root that takes hold of the culture inside of your family or that takes hold of the culture inside of your office workspace, takes a hold of the culture of your marriage. But it's like a tree root that, takes Ooh, a hold of your mindset yes, and it keeps grabbing and it keeps grabbing and it's and it's hard to slowly recognize mm-hmm. but it keeps bringing you down and so mm-hmm. that's I don't think some people realize that they're complacent and not content right they're that is a huge they think they're being content but in reality mm-hmm. they have they're like, happy things are fine but are they happy or are they it's joy- just good mm-hmm. enough yeah. Because there's no, nobody's arguing, nobody's crying, nobody's um, pulling them into the office because they have a bad evaluation. So why am I going to jack all that up? With potentially trying something new that could be so much better, mm-hmm. maybe even my best. Mm-hmm. And so where does it stop? That tree root, it trickles into how you parent. It trickles mm-hmm. into how you are a husband or wife. It trickles into little, how you clean your house. Mm-hmm. How you, I mean, like the complacency is almost like this. In my brain, as I'm sitting here thinking, it's like this little black, um, I don't know. It's like shadow. kudzu. It's like kudzu. It's exactly yes. because you don't see it until, and, but, but then your friend comes over and you're like, just push the kudzu over. It's green it's and it's green pretty. And it's a plant, but your friend's like, that's not Ivy. This wasn't here last time. Mm-mm. You and weren't, you hadn't let yourself go so far. Mm-hmm. Your kids weren't arguing like that or your marriage or whatever mm-hmm. or girl you've been you've been doing that thing at work for this long and there was this time in your life where you said you wanted something else but you just let that root take hold and pull mm-hmm. everything down and I think that's kind of where I get nervous about where does it start and where would it end so the other side of that is contentment mm-hmm. so and you're either content or you're not Right, because complacency, I would say, is kind of a negative thing, whereas contentment mm-hmm. is definitely a positive thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is being super comfortable, but it's not because you're comfortable and you don't want to jump out of that comfort zone. It's because you truly, you truly are choosing to be in that space, to be in that atmosphere, emotion, whatever it may be, consistently. And you're not saying that everything is awesome. Mm-mm. Don't mean to talk about Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Um, <laughs> it, it, and you're not like suppressing any sort of. No. It's just you're choosing. It is a choice. You are choosing. A good attitude. Correct. So there's happiness and there's joy. Mm-hmm. Oh, think- two totally different things. It's like being nice and being kind. Okay. Mm-mm. Happiness mm-hmm. is an emotion. And very, very on the surface. 
What's something that makes you happy? Just in general. I love seeing someone else excited about something. Oh, yeah. Like just someone next to me being pumped up about something, the energy immediately changes. I mean, I love the atmosphere. Atmosphere. That's what it is. It's not even just that person. It's the atmosphere of something. I super, super thrive off that. Your environmental person. Ooh. Mm. Your space matters. Yes. And it's so funny because sometimes Alan, like, oh my God, I can't even be around you right now. Like you're so up here Mm -hmm. that like, come on, girl, come back down. Like that. I feed off of other Other people in that environment. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like, I am joyful in a place where I feel like I'm thriving. And a lot of that comes from the environment for me. Oh, I get fired up just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. So something that makes me happy is babies. Oh, I love babies. <laughs> I'm spelling a four-letter word in my head right now because, you know, I tend to have litters. Right, okay, well, so that's my point. Like, but a bunch of babies might not bring me joy. <laughs> okay. It brought me no sleep. Right, and that makes me not have joy. But smells and, Mm -hmm. like, soft things and all of that. Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And cute, you know, but then, like, if you have six of them at the Mm -hmm. same time all crying at the Mm -hmm. same time, like, that's not a joyful emotion. Right. Everybody's hungry, and everybody's hungry right now, and I only have two arms. But I could choose to be content in that situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so happiness is an emotion. Joy, what's something that brings you joy? Because joy's deep, different, deeper. Dang it. Why do you do this stuff to me? Because I don't know that I... It's my do... job. It's my job. It is to make... Girl loves to make somebody uncomfortable or think about a situation. Because I firmly believe... I'm not a person who is going to... Halfway do any emotion. Right. So I wouldn't just be like right now. I'm happy. Yes. This is fine. Like being in um, this studio is fine and happy. If we were doing this on some. A cruise ship. Yeah, or, I mean, if we were live on XM Radio, or, I I don't know, like, an environment would change things for me, and I would be, I I don't, I'm trying to, I feel like I'm always joyful about whatever it is. You have a really good attitude. I'm super, super excited, but I also have a really crappy attitude sometimes, so that's what I'm saying, like, I'm a personality who's not going to halfway do something, like, if Mm -hmm. I'm going, I'm not going to be nice. I am going to be kind. I'm not going to be mean. I'm going to be hateful. I'm not go. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not just going to be happy. I'm going to be so full of joy and excitement that everybody around me. You don't do feel like it. the okay. So the four levels of emotions are just happiness, sadness, anger, and oh, card. I just forgot. Happiness, sadness, anger, and fear. Fear. I think is it fear. I don't know. We are not professional psychologists, obviously. So do not quote us on any of that. Mm -mm. But as far as us talking about joy, happiness, contentment, there are like eight things Mm -hmm. that we could definitely cover and go through to help you. I feel like things are surface related. Yeah. Or they are who you are as a human being. And do you feel it with every single part of you? Like you mentioned earlier with effort. And effort being um, you putting all of that, putting yourself into something. That is a heart thing. Right. That is something that you. It's a character trait sort of. It is. Yeah. And so um, I, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do it with all of me Mm -hmm. or not. Right. At all. So, but I think other people. Anybody listening, um, yourself, whatever it may be, wherever we are with this, I want people, you have to recognize that about yourself. And where do you lie? Because you lie in one or the other. One camp or the other. You either give your best effort or you don't. You're on the surface or you feel it with every single part of you. Right. And you okay. have to recognize that, you know, we're on this about learning about yourself. Yes. And you have to be honest about yourself of like um, when we were talking earlier, 
if you're not happy with your laundry sitting over there, get up and go fold it. Right. Go do it. But here's what I think. I always say what I think because, like, this is just us talking. This is just opinions. There's no, you know. We don't have a certification in anything. No. So, Mm -hmm. a big thing I would love for anybody listening that's just like, I just don't care. Like, I'm so glad y'all do, but I just don't care. I'm vanilla. Let's, number one, let's recognize there are women out there who are depressed. Yes. Like, a mental anxiety, depression Diagnose. I mean, like that is a real thing, mm-hmm. and there are professionals mm-hmm. there that can help you. With I'm that. a seven. I will get so locked in the thoughts of my mind if I don't share them, if I don't communicate with people. So I can totally you can easily to fall s- into depression mm-hmm. or anxiety. Absolutely. And Ooh, so anxiety. I feel like I'm a walking ball of anxiety on the regular and there's probably lots of women that are and yeah. so we need to recognize like where do you fall in mental health period mm-hmm. like are you in a healthy state because number two you know are you feeling anything at all like those emotions we were just talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. are are you able to tap into true happiness true sadness true anger and true fear mm-hmm. like not just vanilla like you said a a healthy mental person is able to in a course of a day, go through those emotions yes. and call them out for what they are. And as parents, we are responsible for teaching our children to call those emotions. Like, yes, it's okay to cry and be sad. It's mm-hmm. also okay to laugh and be happy. Right. And to be scared of the spider mm-hmm. or. But you also don't want to become um, the person who is sitting at a desk and every person that walks by you that day or every phone call. You sigh or right. something negative is coming out of your mouth. If over 50% of your thoughts and your actions that day are negative, I mean, stop and think. Where where do you stand right. in this? You probably need some professional help. <laughs> and you might not even. And that's fine. That's okay. It's totally normal. For real. Um, a third thing that I would suggest to somebody trying to figure out where they're falling in line with what's making them happy versus what's giving them joy or are they just being complacent or whatever. Turn off the TV. Ooh, yes. Quit getting distracted. Mm-hmm. That thing that you need to do and take care of that pile of laundry, that stack of paperwork at work, mm-hmm. that errand that needs to be ran, that whatever. What is distracting you? Because something's distracting you. Why, You're not sitting you? there staring at the wall and not doing what needs to doing be done. Something. And nobody needs to tell you. They're not coming to say the needs day. to be done. You mm-hmm. know, but yet you're choosing mm-hmm. complacency mm-hmm. and you're choosing to be distracted because you don't want to go do the best thing. Mm-hmm. The best thing is to handle your business, mm-hmm. whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a an accountant, a teacher, nurse, whatever. Mm-hmm. You've got a job to do, and then when you allow other things to distract you, whether and I call it, and turn we're off not the talking TV. about one day because I've no. been a working mom, oh. I've been a stay-at-home mom, like we've. Right. I've been the mom with kids in different states and different hospitals and Mm -hmm. haven't even left my job. I'm off on medical leave. I mean, so I'm not talking about this is a day where you're like, I just can't today. It's a bad day. As long as everybody is fed, functioning and fed, we're fine. There are days. That's not what I'm talking about. We are talking about the consistency. Like if this is something that you see on a regular basis and this is becoming a trend in your day-to-day activities, we got an issue. Right. And so more than likely, it's robbing you of your joy. Oh, yes, girl. It is. Right. So when you're not living at your best because you're allowing distractions to come in, you're getting robbed of that better, deeper emotion of joy. Yes. And as you say that, I'm thinking of a handful of people that I'm like, ooh, they would be so amazing at... Just you want to hold their hand through it. And I'm like, like, girl, oh my God, why don't you even recognize this about yourself? And they probably do. Okay. That's the thing is most people do. It's just they're choosing to be complacent. They're choosing to live at half capacity. And maybe I'm not willing to, and it's not that I don't love them enough. Maybe they're just an acquaintance, but I'm sitting here like really and truly thinking, and I'm like, well, how do I say that to that person? Okay. That I don't know. That's why I got a podcast. I hope they listen. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, how do you reach out to that buddy? I have before. I have before. Because you are willing to challenge some people and... I mean, are they still? Are, are they, they still, still my friend? Sometimes, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? 
But I just, I cannot, as you can tell, like in the, like I'm on the edge of my seat. Like I know living the best life to me, I'm so passionate about that, that I love people too much to sit there and let them continue to choose Mm -hmm. willfully Mm -hmm. what's not in their best interest. And so, yeah, sometimes I am willing to um, risk a momentary happiness with them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, for me, it's, did she really just say that out loud? Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. But hmm. okay, but this also goes to number four. That I, this is also talking to you know me. Like mm-hmm. okay, so step outside of yourself and realize that it's not about you. No, in my house, I don't think it's ever about me. I know I want it to be, but like right now, like I'm sitting here being all like, "Well, does she not see that?" I mean, I want to tell her, and then I want to send her this podcast link and everything. If she's happy mm-hmm. or joyful in that environment, like truly joyful, who am I to tell her? Right. Because I'm not joyful in it. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go up into somebody's house and like pull open all the blinds and just be like, how can you live in this darkness? You know, and they're like, right. but I like the darkness. Yes. Her joy is not my joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also in that structure of it, not all being about you. Is you know, especially when you're in a work environment trying to work towards the same goal as somebody or mm-hmm. as a group or whatever, your complacency, your lack of giving your best affects everybody. Yes, it really does. Because it, I don't care if you don't have children. I don't care if you only have a roommate. I don't care if you are living by yourself. You work with people. Right. You are affecting the people around you. I mean... And so you thinking that it's all about you and like, I'm going to do me, you do you, boo, that whole thing. That mm-hmm. There's really not a place for that as far as. Because you're becoming lazy in certain situations and your laziness is affecting other people. Right. It is making people either have to look at whatever lazy looks like for you or it may have be affecting their work. It may be affecting. Somebody's picking up your slack and that's not fair. Somewhere along the way. Or they're looking at it and they're tired of it. Right. And I believe truly as humans, like we all want to champion everybody's best effort. I so I agree. truly do. Like I think we want mm-hmm. to see, like I would rather clap, like talking about my kids with their 80s. Mm-hmm. Like am I, do I want them to make 100? Do I want their names in the newspaper? Sure. for Yeah. But, but sometimes for 10-year-olds, it's either to make fun of something with the crowd and laugh rather than stand out and be totally different. So it... I mean, literally, it's the same thing. You're being comfortable, even though that's the easy situation that's not being kind. It's not doing what you need to be doing. You've Mm -hmm. got to be willing, even as adults, with yourself to stand out and do better. Right. Another different. Another quote from Carol Dweck from the Mindset book. Y'all can tell I really like this book. I mean, does she read all the time? I read a lot. Do you read every day? Yeah. And I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. I I don't like it. I just, I need it. I'm going to get you one of my Nantucket books. Mm -hmm. I might throw it away. I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay. So the mindset book says, okay, if parents want to give their children a gift, the best thing they can do is to teach their children to love challenges. To be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort, and keep on learning. That way, their children don't have to be slaves of praise. They will have a lifelong way to build and repair their own confidence. Yes. At my house, my triplets versus my single birth child. The triplets are problem solvers. Because they had to be. They are very... Who's going to (laughs) live? Survival mode. They are... um, they are very natural problem solvers. Hollis always sat in the middle or um, when she was eating because you had to feed Houston Hollis, Hannah Hollis, Houston Hollis, Hannah Hollis. Oh, she's smart. I know, because she was not waking him. She just wasn't having it, and it's just who she is. But I can see now through toys, through um, there's only one mom, dad's at work. You know, there's only one. They've had to figure out issues and they have even though they always walk into the first day of school together with someone else even though they always have together they are three they're um fraternal they're three very very different minded people if you walked into a room 
you would not pick out those three as siblings. They are very much, um, but they work together to figure out a problem. I could tell them, figure out what we're having for dinner. Y'all figure it out amongst yourselves. Tell me a decision. They can do that. Yeah. My youngest, oh my God. I mean, he can't, he's not going to be able to, he can solve problems, but he is not naturally becoming a problem solver by himself. Okay. I like how you said that. He is not naturally yes. by himself. So what's your job as the parent? To teach him. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And it's going to take more effort on your part. It does take effort. I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, what if I had four children individually that I had to take as much effort? Because the three, I couldn't take that much effort. They have to figure it out for themselves. Do you know how much more successful they are? Because we have allowed them to fail. Not because we chose to allow them to fail at times or because we chose them. You know, if you don't get your science fair project done and you get 10 points off because it's a daily like, that is on you. Absolutely. I am Don't bail person, them out of that. Like, me and your daddy can't be building three different science fair projects at one no. time. I mean, we just can't do it. That's on you. You've known. That's in their advantage, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's totally in their advantage. So, I see where we're allowing those three to never be the kids that always get a trophy. Right. And always get a high five and always. No. If they get a trophy or if Because they, they earned it. They work for that yeah. stuff. And there's and, so much value in yeah. that. And I think and that that's... Drew has to put so much more effort to something because, again, man, he's the fourth. And it's like, well, I ain't helping you either. Right. But that's in their advantage because we're teaching mm-hmm. them this idea of your best effort actually brings yourself joy. Yes. you. I, I, I would just venture to say that even us adults, we're sitting here, like when we know we don't give our best effort and we mm-hmm. get a less than um, adequate result, mm-hmm. like there is a discontentment in our soul because yes. we know we could have done better. We chose Correct. not to, but yet we were choosing complacency. And so we just said, well, that was good enough and mm-hmm. I just need to be okay with it. And we just suppress it. But we're also naturally like instilling that in our children. Right. And I did not choose to be raising good problem solvers. It just happened. Because um, you but, are a good problem but, solver. Thanks. But also, just by natural default, they had to figure it out. I genuinely cannot feed three people and cannot change three diapers at one time. Right. I cannot do it. Um, but I can look at that and see how successful it is when my children are having to figure out things for because they're totally capable of it. Stop thinking your kids cannot unload a dishwasher and put a plate up. Thank you. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to break something. Whoop-de-do. And they might have to learn how to sweep it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that is. Drop. Yes. Okay. So, number five. To, as our, in our journey of finding contentment, mm-hmm. going towards our best. Finding joy. Okay. Number five, truly focus on an optimistic future. Oh, yes. Based upon past successes. Mm-hmm. So like um, an example that I was thinking of earlier when we were talking was like a nursing student. This was, yes, this that, is absolutely a perfect scenario. A nursing student that wants to become a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. But she's like, but I got a job at the hospital. I make good money. It's mm-hmm. stable. Mm-hmm. I know. Or even at a clinic. Yeah. It's, it's I'm consistent. in my lane. It's consistent. I have benefits. I have a good schedule. I know what my schedule is all the time. But I would be a really good practitioner, but it's going to take some risk and I'm going to have to spend some money and get a loan and I'm going to have to go to school for two years. My husband's going to have to kick in a little bit, whatever. Or a lot of bit. A lot of bit. Um, mm. But you focus on, the, like you can, you can see yourself receiving that diploma you can see yourself in front of those new patients you can you can see your bank statement having almost double the dollar bills <laughs> you smell it you feel it okay so you know you're capable you're capable and you know that that's your best okay so based upon your past success mm-hmm. you can visualize and focus on a future success because this is like a 4.0 orient like, sister rocked it. Right. Why would she be scared to just step out a little? This isn't a person who 
barely got by. Yeah. I mean, same degree. Good for her. But this is a person who rocked it. Absolutely. She she should not live at half capacity Mm. if she knows she's being called into something further based Mm -hmm. upon fear, Mm -hmm. which I think you talked about that earlier about a lot of um, complacency comes from fear. Oh. Which is what pride is. Mm -hmm. I mean, look up the definition. It becomes very um, selfish. I mean, you're almost cheating yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. You're being selfish against yourself. You are cheating yourself out of your freaking awesomeness. You, I mean, that's exactly Which what it is. Which leads to number six, but you got to have some realistic expectations. Okay, let's just say this Ooh, nurse. The, okay, the, let's use her again. The C average nurse. Well, C average or just the 40-year-old nurse that says, I want to go be an orthopedic surgeon. Oh, cool. And she's got 13 years of school ahead of her, and she's got four kids at home. Girl. Let's have realistic expectations. I would not put myself through one year of school right now but could you imagine 13 years of school, like a residency uh all the things that come At into 40 that years old with kids i mean now that's not Ooh. to say don't do it it's just you need a realistic perspective of what is your best right now can what this you- happen what are the chances that that you can be successful at that option because we don't want to encourage you in getting disappointed Mm-mm. like we're not saying like girl you can do any we're not barbie saying you can be anything you want to be Let's be realistic about that because, you, I mean, yeah, you really could. But what if you have kids and what if this is going on? And really, can you afford to do this for the next 10 to 13 years? Right. Can I mean, that's a life-changing situation. It's not. And then how many work years do you actually have by the time you finish that? Like how many years do you have to actually practice? Right. So those are just like some things, you know, you do need to have a realistic perspective. Mm-hmm. And then this next one, I think you had such a really good suggestion for this. Um, I hope I remember what it is. So I'm really into like overall wellness and overall just like health. Oh my God. I have a buddy Mm -hmm. and she's a doctor and she keep going. Mm, I make fun of her. Okay. I really encourage anybody that has any um, desire to be the best. To stop eating junk. Like, don't eat. Now, I'm not saying you cannot ever have a beer or you cannot ever have a piece of cake or you cannot ever go to McDonald's ever. I'm not saying that. But I'm talking about as a consistent. What are you fueling? What are you actually fueling your, your body, body and with? mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And that's what she says. So not that she would not eat a cheeseburger, but if she has the choice, she might choose a healthier option. Um or different toppings or, or whatever it may be. Just being consciously aware that how you feel on the inside affects mm-hmm. your activity, affects yes. your mind, affects what comes out of your mouth. Like for me, we talked about, you know, bl- low blood sugar, you know. Yeah. By cleaning up my diet, yes. I'm able to control that better. And so I don't mm-hmm. have a bad attitude. I'm able to run towards things. Yes. Um, and drink it. Okay. So the one sacrifice that I do um, that, I, that I have seen results because if you don't know me i'm never gonna go sweat on purpose like whereas i'm sitting here right now in nasty gym clothes she is Mm y'all so that's just the difference but what i do notice um and i noticed this when i would be working like 12 hours on my feet um how i hydrate myself has a total it has a it makes a difference in my skin it makes a difference whether i mean my poor kids, if they tell me their lips are chapped, I might go drink water. I mean, it, hydration yep. for me, it literally, I can, I can How see How many of us are going that. around with headaches right now? But it's because we're not drinking enough water. I'm not talking about drinking enough Stop Diet Coke. Stop taking that BC with a Coke. Uh, right. Maybe you do have a caffeine headache. Maybe that's what it but is. But more than likely, but you're I can, dehydrated. Yeah, so I can see a huge difference. But what I do, um, and my little buddy last night that I'm talking about, I actually sent her... Um, if I see anything, if I look at things, I immediately am telling her about it. And last night, I found this place. It's called SplendidSpoon.com. And this is not an ad. Like, literally. We would is, love for it to be an ad, but it's not. I know. Splendid Spoon. Reach out. So, what I did is I um, found them. They are out of New York. And they do all of this really organic, locally sourced produce and products and they have smoothies they have like reviver drinks they have bowls food bowls oh my god like it looked beautiful and it looked delicious and this is something that my friend 
who I was saying, they're a physician and um, their time is super, super limited of when they could actually be able to spend time in that kitchen. And I know that she loves pretty food, She, but she loves, um, if I told her to drink something I knew was totally disgusting, if I gave her all the health benefits, she would be like, okay, she'd down it, you know? So she is super... Um, pro, what is this going to do for me? Is it going to fuel my body? Is it, you know, where I'm like... she needs to be high-functioning. She needs to be at her best because she's a physician, right? Yes, and I'm like a feed-my-soul kind of girl. And she is too sometimes, but... You need both. You know, I mean, she's also the kind of person at a Super Bowl party. She was like, hey, do you want me to send over snacks? I was like, if you send celery and cut up carrots to my house (laughs) for the freaking Super Bowl, I was like, no, girl, I got the snacks. (laughs) But this day and age, there really is no excuse for us to not eat healthy because we've got things like the Splendid Spoon. We've got Blue Apron, HelloFresh. We've got Click List from Kroger. We have Pull Up to to Walmart, Trader Mm. Joe's, Aldi, you name... I mean, like, there is no no excuse except for complacency. Yes. We have absolutely. allowed ourselves to get unhealthy physically mm-hmm. and then it starts polluting us mentally. Yes. And especially with children. Mm. Don't get me started on that. Because um so one of our kids is a super, super picky eater. Mm-hmm. One of mine too. Mm. Is it the middle child? It for me it's the oldest and it absolutely drives me nuts. Like bang my head against a wall. Yep. But the older she's getting and she sees someone eating like a taco and she's like, oh, they love that taco. And she's like, I just know I could try it. And so she's gotten to a oh, point cool. where she'll, and she might not like cook carrots, but she'll eat raw carrots. So she's trying different versions of different things. So she's figuring that out. But at the same time, um, you, these healthier options, they are available. And if you don't try it, like, you need to try it, and you actually need to eat the food or seek out those and options. And as a parent, you've got to be the example. You do. This stuff is affordable, too. Right. If you break down your grocery list per person and the actual meals that you cook at home and do these things, I mean, if you're not going to do all the work, then you need to be doing one of these. Nourish Foods is another yep, one. That's another good one. That's out of Birmingham. hmm Oh, local There's chefs. no excuse. There's no excuse these days. There's okay, then not. number eight, the final thing that I think is huge and affects me big time is declutter. My attitude is so bad when there is clutter. Whether I, shut, I shut down. If it's in my car, my office, my house, the closet. I think, I mean, I've never met somebody that says, I like the clutter that I've created in my house. It makes me feel so productive. Come in. Look. Please. At I feel my mess. S- yes, please. Come. I mean, like. so welcome. I think we all function better in an organized space. Absolutely. And it takes discipline to take care of those piles. It takes effort and it takes time and that gets on my nerves. But the end result is contentment. It, it, yeah. It, you feel more, like you're more apt to have a lady over. To have yes. coffee with you if you're proud of the environment. Of the environment. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying you have to have a mansion or some perfect house. I mean, it doesn't Ooh, matter. No. I'm just saying that you no, have no, taken no. care of. You are presenting your best. Your clothes are actually in a drawer and they're not sitting on the end of the couch or whatever oh my it gosh. may be. Right. Wherever you fold. So contentment is just a tool to help your heart be happy while you're striving toward your best. Mm-hmm. It's just a tool. I think we've decided complacency is bad. <laughs> right. And you need to, you need to really dig deep and, and recognize that about yourself. If you think you have some of these tendencies, please know, like, this is a choice. You have options. Like, you can really take action and do this about yourself. So, um, and with that, I want to say, I was thinking earlier. So, you have, uh, like, your, um, your business. Uh, with Beauty at, Counter, you mean? Yes. So, but let's think about this. When you first started putting yourself out there, so that means you were choosing to put yourself out there because Mm -hmm. I don't know where anybody who does something um, like that is going to, I mean, you don't have a store. No. You have to put yourself out there. Yes. And I'm actually putting myself out there with a idea that's counterculture. See, and you're not like you're breaking a comfort zone. Absolutely. You were able to do it in a comfortable space. That you choose because you're selling socially, which brings you to selling in person. Right. All of those things. Um, But 
you were willing to be uncomfortable in your comfortable space. Right. To get a better result. To get a better result. Absolutely. You have I to mean, be- like, I've seen that happen over time. And um, do you care what people think? Um, yes and no. Um, I would be lying to say I'm not a human that's not affected by, I mean, I want people to like me. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I want people to mm-hmm. be happy to see me. And I, yes, but at the same time, every single person out there is not my audience. Right. There's it, not. Um, and I want to put time into the people that who are want, hanging out. Right. Who want to be there. Who make me better. Yes. So, yeah, I've gotten real comfortable mm-hmm. with being uncomfortable. Yes. And I'm going to ask maybe a lot of y'all to get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, I know you're probably like, oh, I'm so glad for y'all. And because when you do that, others are seeing you shine and others want to cheer you on. Or there's the other side of the coin. Like, we just have to be completely honest. I have to tell my son all the time is people throw rocks at things that shine. Yes. Get, your, get your baseball mitt out and get ready to catch those rocks. Mm-hmm. Because... People They're coming, and and words. Mm. So when you're living your words best, hurt. <sighs> when you're living at your best capacity, mm-hmm. striving towards contentment and joy, leaving complacency behind, that's going to make other people uncomfortable because you're doing better. They're not. That's going to make other people mad. It makes it okay in their mind for them to talk about you. Do you do you see so and so the other day? She oh thinks she's God. cute. She thinks she's better. She's. Oh my God. I saw her in Kroger. Their opinion of you is none of your business. Right. It's not. I could care less. Do not care. Because when they open their mouth or their mind to have those thoughts, they're not in a good place. Absolutely not. And I know that because I'm a human and I have gossip tendency thoughts. We all do. I mean, my goodness. So I know when I have those thoughts, I'm like, I didn't think that with a good mindset. You know, now really, is this person, you know, how did they get here? You know, I start trying to like back it up, do all these things. But no, so I don't, I don't care what that person walking past me is thinking. And that may take some effort. I mean, that may take something you keep on talking about, you know, seeing a therapist or a counselor. You may need to meet with somebody to help develop Mm -hmm. that part. I've had to learn it says more about them. Then it says about me mm-hmm. because I know my reactions that I did not love the way I re- would react to something that was about me. Right. And I was the person who was in control of it. And so I've had to learn over time that somebody else's bad attitude says way more about them than it does about me because I'm rocking it. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about a friend of ours that is rocking it too. She is living at her best and she is very, very oh, comfortable yes. with being uncomfortable. She's got a son. Mm-hmm. Ramey. With a severe, well, I would say did. He did used to have I a know. severe cleft he palate. Is that smile it is looking amazing. And she has done a lot of uncomfortable things that um, attract haters. Oh, yeah. A lot. Because there's a lot of moms with the same situation with their son. trying to figure out. But who don't do it to her capacity. Right. And they're, you know, how dare her do what's best for her son? How dare? Because by her doing what's best for her son makes these other moms sometimes feel like they're not being a good mom. When that's not what it's about. Right. I mean, that's to the extent of did you bottle feed or did you breastfeed? It doesn't matter. Was it your best? And... I mean, is everybody happy? Right. Is everybody doing well? We good. So our friend Mandy has a company called Remy's Ranch mm-hmm. that we would love to tell you more about. And we will in just a minute. But so she has an event coming up. It is at Central Station Grill in Starkville, Mississippi. It is going to be this Saturday, the 23rd from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. You walk in at the grill. It'll be right upstairs. Um, She is going to have all of the items that she creates, puts together. She's going to be having um, them available for purchase, walk away that day. So Mandy actually lives in Tennessee. And one of the really, really random facts about their insurance is cleft palate surgery. It is cosmetic. In Tennessee. In Tennessee. So they have to pay for everything out of pocket. Yes. This is an out-of-pocket surgery. I mean, and who says, I think I need to move states because my child might have a cleft palate when they're born. And 
I, they didn't know. Who who knows that stuff? So she quit her job. She was a very successful fundraiser for a, a large company. Mm-hmm. Um, she quit her job, which again that brought attention to her. Yes. To um, raise her child at home to provide the best nutrition, the best um, environment possible. Mm-hmm. And because of everything that she's done, she is not a complacent person. No. She Ooh. strives towards that child's best every single She puts his best at Above the forefront. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I think if you go to her Facebook page, Ramy's Ranch. R-E-M-Y apostrophe S. Yes. Ranch. You will see that. I mean, scroll back, look through things. She has a website up, and I think she has been filling that a little bit more every day. You, you got to do your research on her. I'm telling you, this is a mother who has figured out how to make her experience, how to make her knowledge, her abilities, and everything work for the success for her family, which is making her son his best i mean the potential this child has is absolutely amazing and he's not living at his best because she's doing things halfway that's right she's killing it i mean it's really truly amazing so please come because i kid you not that what she's doing right now is all going towards this next surgery which will be in i think 18 to 24 months um like he has to be of a certain age for this next surgery Mm -hmm. But this is also a $20,000 surgery. I mean, that's a job. Absolutely. That's a year's salary for some people. Mm-hmm. So she is creating all of these things and the proceeds, that's what they go to. Mm-hmm. So if y'all will just hang tight with us one second, let us introduce you to our friend, Mandy. Mandy Anderson is an incredible mom who is the founder of Remy's Ranch, and you can find that on Facebook, like Elizabeth and Michelle said. And she's going to be at Central Station Grill this Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m., launching her product line and sharing how her journey through clean living has really impacted her son's life, who was born with a cleft palate. She's going to be sharing so much valuable information with us and sharing some things that she's put so much hard work and time and love into. So we would love for you to join us in support of her and her business and just this quest to fund these incredibly, incredibly important procedures for her son that are coming up. So hope to see you at the Central Station Grill in Starkville on Saturday at 2 p.m. 